0: You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday Morning Message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. From entering into his full promises. It was what was standing in the way between them and God's fulfillment of all the good things that he had laid out for them to do. And in my experience in most people's lives, There is still a Jericho. There is still that big thing that stops us. Or that thing that when we wake up in the morning we remember that this is still against us. Or even that situation that we have prayed about and asked God about and stormed heaven about and fasted about. And yet it still remains standing there. Jericho represented the very heart of Canaanite worship. It was also a highly spiritual place. And I mean that in the darkest possible sense. It was a dark place of spiritual practices that God had forbidden. And it says in scriptures that they had never even entered his mind. The things that they did there. And I'm not even going to go into them because we go into them all the time. But it was a very, very dark place spiritually. And I'm going to look into this passage in chapter 6 this morning. But as I do that... I would like you to think to yourself and consider your own Jericho. To some of us, the Jericho's we have are in our minds. It's a way of thinking, or is a thought process that we simply cannot overthrow. For some of us, it's in our hearts. Some of us, it's a feeling, it's an emotion. And for some of us, it's a sin that the the book of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, the sin that so easily ensnares us. You know, the one that you always seem to find yourself tripping into, whether that's pride or greed or lust or whatever it is, you can fill in your own blank there. But it will probably be different for all of us. But this I know that for all of us, there is something that can hold us back from entering fully into what God wants for us. I want to look at it in Joshua chapter 6, but before I go to Joshua chapter 6, I want to look at the promise that God made to Joshua. The important thing to remember about this promise, and by the way, good morning to you all down in Cafe Church. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your morning your worship this morning. I pray God will bless you as you listen to the word this morning. Um, Before we get into Joshua chapter 6, I want to look at the promise that God made to Joshua. Because sometimes we can flip over this promise and sometimes we can just kind of go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know that promise, we know it backwards. But remember the context here. The great leader, Moses, was dead. And now Joshua had been appointed and his job was to lead the people into the promised land, to take them across the River Jordan and to go in and to conquer the land. And in their heads, conquering meant conquering. Conquering meant doing what you needed to conquer another army. And here God speaks to him, and he says this to Joshua. He says, I promise you what I promised Moses. This is in Joshua chapter 1. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land that I have given to you. Wherever you set your foot, you will be standing on land that I have given to you. And the important thing is to watch the tents. It was a done deal. Brothers and sisters, what God wants to do in your life is a done deal. You have been brought from darkness into light. It is a done deal. What Jesus has done for us is a done deal deal and i want to take us from the mindset here of 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 still having to work everything out to actually realizing it's a done deal we are only entering into the promise that god has made are you with me okay i'm going to read in in joshua chapter 6 i'm going to pick up the start of the story here may god bless his word as we read it this morning would anyone say amen Amen. would anybody put their hand in there and say lord would you speak to me this morning We're going to say it in the count of three. One, two, three. Lord, will you speak to me this morning? Amen. He who prays should expect is the old Christian proverb. Here we go. Joshua chapter six. I love the way it starts off. Now the people of Jericho were afraid because the Israelites were near. And so they closed the city gates and guarded them. And no one went into the city and no one came out. They were locked up. They were afraid. They heard all the stories about what had happened in Egypt. They heard about the battles that they had won. They heard about how the Jordan had parted and they had walked over. They heard about how God was fighting their battles for them. And I love what happens next. The Lord says this to Joshua. And the Lord spoke to Joshua and he said, Look, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its fighting men. It is done. It is finished. It is finished. I've already given them. Do you see the past tense, brothers and sisters? Sometimes we we see God's promises being future things, but God's promises very often are. Past tense. They are given and we are walking into them. That's what we're doing. We're going into God's promises. And while all of these army, these warriors and this king and all his family were all locked up inside, they had already been handed over. Their defeat was already assured. But the tough part is actually what comes next. Believe it or not, do you think, well, okay, we get that. But actually the tough part comes next. Because the Lord continues to speak to Joshua. And he says this to him. He says, "Now march around the city with your army, one time every day. Okay, got that. Got, okay, good. Do this for six days. Okay, do this for six days. Got, got. Have seven priests carry the trumpets made from the horns of male sheep. Okay, got that. Got okay, good. And tell them to march in front of the Ark of the Covenant. Front of the Ark. Front of the Ark. Okay, okay. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times. Okay." Got that. Okay, so march, six days, one day, every day. Seventh day, walk seven times, priest, it. Got it. We got it. Okay, got it. On the day, on that day, the seventh day, tell the priest to blow the trumpet as they march. And they will make one long blast on the trumpets. And when you hear that sound... Have all the people give a loud shout. Okay, loud shout. Gotcha, gotcha. What do you want them to shout? Shout what? Yeah, they can shout what if they want it. No, no, what? What What do you want them to shout? They can shout what? No, no, that's the question. No, shout what? they can give a loud shout. And then the walls of the city will fall and the people will go straight in. Sorry, Lord, would you mind repeating the last? Because I think I missed it. He says, when the people leave out a loud shout, yeah, I got that, the walls of the city will fall down and the people will march straight into the city. Did I get the last bit right? So we all shout whatever So if I say to you, guys, all sh- on the count of three, I want you to shout, okay? One, two, three, shout. Oh. You see, that was a mix of... Uh, uh. You see, if you ask someone to shout, the natural question is, shout what? Because, you know, I remember when I was a young Christian, people used to sing worship songs and we'd say... And there was a line that said, shout unto the Lord. And I always kind of went... What do you shout? What if I was to say to you, would you please shout in the count of three, Jesus is Lord? One, two, three. Jesus is Lord. See the clarity of that shout? And he said to them, I want you to tell the people, shout. And I don't think they went, ah, ah. They must have shouted something. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. And then the walls of the city will fall, and in you go. Okay. Thank you, Lord. I'm now gonna go and speak to the generals. And so Joshua goes and he gathers up all the all the leaders and he calls them and he says, lads, here's the gig, right? This is how we're going to take Jericho. And they're there, and one of them is sitting there in the Eliezer, and he's sharpening his sword as the conversation's going on. You've got to remember, these guys have been stoked for war for a long time. Forty years they're hearing about conquest and conquering and taking the land and taking the city and taking the villages, and he's Spitting, uh, sorry, excuse me, spitting on the stone, <thaf> and he's sharpening his sword. And then he says, "What are we doing?" He says, "Yeah, we're going to march around the city for six days. it's going to frighten the living daylights out of them. That's going to be brilliant. We're going to march around the, every day, once a day, once a day. And what are we supposed to do? Not make any noise? Oh, shit, they're going to—it's going to frighten the living daylights out of them. And he's going to and he's sharpening the sword. That's going to be brilliant. This is going to and then on the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times. Yes, as a Eliezer, and all oh, the boys, this is fantastic. What a great plan. And he said, then you're going to let out a big loud shout." Yeah, brilliant. And then in we go. He says, and then the walls will fall down. What? Yeah, the walls are going to fall down. And they're saying, Joshua, any chance we could have Moses back? Is there? This is a daft plan. Nobody's ever thrown over a city by walking around it. What are you talking about? Where's the siege ramps? Where's the tunnels? Where, yeah, where, 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 where's the, where's the tunneling under the foundation building siege lamb, something, and siege machines and battering rams to ram the gate and the swords and the arrows and the ladders and the yeah where's all them he says no we don't need them we're just going to have to shout and the walls will fall down what a load of rubbish Joshua I've never heard such rubbish in all my life what are you talking about he says you've got to trust me this is what God has said and they're saying No army in the world has ever, in the history of the world, and that's a long time ago, nobody in the history of the world has ever won a battle like this. And Joshua shrugs his shoulders and says, well, we're going to win this one. That's what's going to happen. And they go, okay, can't wait to see what happens here. So they start walking. And they begin walking around, day one. Very enthusiastic, and the commentators say, very enthusiastic crowd here as is the Israelites march around Jericho. It's really going well. Oh, look at those priests. Aren't they looking fabulous? Here are those trumpet horns. Isn't it wonderful? And look at the swords on those soldiers. This is going to be a great deal. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I've never seen them looking so good as this, Bob. And they march on first day, very enthusiastic marriage. We're going to sort out the Jerichites. I don't know, I suppose, that's what people from Jericho call called. We're going to sort out the Jerichites by. So he's walking, whoa. And then they go back to camp, and he was going, like, yeah, that was good. Day two, kind of, here we are, day two of the Jericho march. And they march around Jericho on the second day, and they're going, yeah, yeah, looking forward to this now. This is going to be great. Can't wait for day seven. Day three. Right, lads. Does anybody uh, anybody feel a bit tired? Everybody okay? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, we're still doing it. Day three, the energy's big. Day four. And somebody begins to say, I'll tell you something. If these walls don't fall on day seven, Joshua's getting it in the neck. I don't mind to tell you. I am going to start them out. And there's rumblings in the ranks. And the soldiers are getting twitchy on their swords. Hey, Joshua, how are you? As he goes past. And they're getting twitchy. You see, because these are soldiers. What do soldiers do? Soldiers fight. In the, in the translation, in pretty well every translation, it says, get the fighting men up to fight. Sorry, nothing person. There was no fighting women the fighting men. What do fighting men do? They fight. They don't say, I'm a fighting man. I'm here to do the pottery. No, they fight. That's what they do. And they're going around, their swords on them and they're beginning this, if you will, it's a walk of faith. They're walking around. They have the weapons. They know what to do. They have it all figured out. And they have strategies, they know ways of doing it. If I had my way now, I'd tunnel under that way there and I'd follow this water route in and I'd get the ladder over there and I'd get the siege ramp in there. And do you know something? We're like that, aren't we? When we face our problems, what are we like? Yeah, I know what to do. I'm going to sort him out now. I would never say that, of course, because I'm a decent Christian man. But you think to yourself, I'm going to sort him out. Oh, he thinks he's going to pull that faster than me. I'll sort the situation out. Or, I don't know how I'm going to make money in this, but I have a couple of ideas up my sleeve. I think I can manage that. And you know what? We're like brothers and sisters so often in our lives. We're strategizing, aren't we? We're trying to figure out what way we're going to do things. And these soldiers were no different. It's just that it's so plain and obvious that a soldier is supposed to be taking out a sword and shield and battering walls and charging at it. And you know what? If you're like me, Sometimes we charge in when we really should wait. We charge in, I, I'll fix it, i fix it, i fix it. Taking ridiculous responsibility for things we should never take responsibility for. And we get in and we fix it. And maybe that's a man thing. I don't think it's just a man thing. I think it's a man and woman thing. Would anybody of equal gender say amen? Okay. I love what the scripture says in Proverbs. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. These were generals. They knew how to win battles. They knew how to stick swords into people. They knew how to overthrow cities. They knew what they were doing. And yet the Lord said, no, your way is not my way. Even as the heavens are above the earth, he said through the prophet Isaiah, so are my ways above your ways. Let me at it. I know what I'm doing. And so it carries on and we get to day five and on day five, they're kind of going, okay, just two more days of this, just walk around the city. And I don't know what the people, everybody seems to speculate what the people of Jericho were doing at the time. And most people seem to think that the Jerichites were up on the walls having a great laugh at the Israelites. (laughs) Well, I can tell you, if there was an army marching in silence up and down Amberley Drive outside my house, I wouldn't be laughing out the window. I would probably be crying in the downstairs bathroom. I'll be out in a minute, darling. (laughs) But we make our plans and we make our strategies, don't we? And we sometimes charge in. And you see, you know what your Jericho is. I know you know what my Jericho is. And sometimes I'm making my plans and my machinations. And yet God is at work. You see, God is used to making foolish plans. God is used to making plans and doing things that seem just ridiculous to us. Paul writes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25, he says this to them. He says, this foolish plan of God, talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which we just celebrated a minute ago, is, wisest, is wiser than the wisest of human plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Do we trust God that he's able to work out the details? Do we trust God when he says, follow me, I am going to look after you? Do we trust him when he says, I want you to keep walking and I'll overthrow the Jericho in your life. But all you've got to do is keep on walking. Do we trust him? Because that's the question. Because by now we've gotten to day six. It's day six of the great, we day six of the great march around Jericho and Bob. If you ask me, some of those soldiers are looking darn tired. What do you think? And they're starting to get a bit kind of, I tell you, I hope this is going to work out. I seriously think this is going to work out and you know something brothers and sisters have you ever felt yourself coming towards a deadline when you're trying to trust God and you're saying Lord I really hope this works out I'm walking my best here but I gotta have this decision or I gotta have this situation started out by Monday or whatever your situation is and I've gotta make this decision is it all on is it all off am I working for them and am I, am I not working for them am I gonna move or am I gonna stay and we're making these decisions we're saying Lord I really hope that you're gonna show me here and that you're gonna guide me and then course, we get to the most important day of the week, the seventh day. The seventh day. And what happens on the seventh day? They march around seven times, right? They, look, you, you know what happens on the seventh day as if you don't know what happens on the seventh day. And many people have speculated this. They've said that because they walked around the city, such a large army as they might have had, walked around the city, that, it, un, that it, it shook the foundations of the city walls so they weren't able to stand by day seven. What a load of rubbish. This city had stood at that stage for over 6,000 years. Plenty of people had walked past it, around it, and through it. Then somebody else suggested that when they let out a big shout, whatever the certain tone or frequency of the shout was, it cracked open the earth or the mud or no. You don't, we don't have to do that, brothers and sisters. We don't have to figure it out. It was miraculous. Because here's what happened on the seventh day. On the seventh day, it reports this. On the seventh day, they got up at dawn, marched around the city seven times. They marched just as they had on the days before. But on that day, they marched around the city seven times. See the number seven coming up all the time? See this? And then this. on the seventh time, the priest blew their seven trumpets. And Joshua told them, and gave the command and said, Now shout, because the Lord has given you this city and they shouted and then the priest blew the trumpets and the people shouted and at the sound of the trumpets and the people shouts the city walls fell down because they obeyed God because they listened to his counsel and did what he told them to do the walls came tumbling down that's what happened. It didn't happen because of frequencies or marching sounds. It happened because they walked the walk of faith and obeyed God even when it was didn't make any sense. And they obeyed God when really they wanted to do something else. And they obeyed God when what was, what, what, what they felt was the right thing to do was not the thing that they ended up doing. You see, sometimes we think we know it ourselves, don't we? We have our own ideas and we have our own strategies. And we think, yeah, I think I know what I want. And our, con- our current cult- culture is constantly telling us that the answers lie within us. Well, I tell you, it's a lie that the answers lie within you. They don't. The answers lie outside of you. They're in God's word. They're in God's counsel. That's where the answers are. But we think we want that choice. In his book, The Choice Paradox, Barry Schwartz, an American writer who writes on the subject of choice, said this. In a very, very interesting survey, it's strange we were talking about Emmanuel Falco having cancer. They did this survey of people who were uh, between a certain age, men and women between a certain age, between 50 and 70. And they asked them, if you were diagnosed with cancer tomorrow morning, would you like to be able to choose your own treatment? 65% of them said yes. They would like to choose their own treatment. But in actual fact, when they did a survey of people who actually had diagnosis of cancer, only 12% of them wanted to choose their own treatment. They wanted somebody else's input. They didn't feel that it was all inside them because when they faced the wall of that reality, they needed another voice to come in. And what we're getting is a thing called patient autonomy, and that's a different story. That's a different. Imagine you rang up the fire brigade, right? And you, your house is on fire. Baby 99. No, no, hello, fire brigade, how can I help you? Say, my house is on fire, uh, 15 Amberley Drive, would you come out and help me with T12 HYN7, that's my name? Okay, please calm down, sir. Yeah, but the house is on fire. Please calm down, sir. Uh, what's the situation? Look, okay, okay, the house is on fire. I need a fire truck. And the woman on the other end of the line says, really? Would you have any old suggestions yourself about how the fire? Would you, would you fancy using a bucket or something? Or could you call around to the neighbours and get a couple of blankets and kind of out the fire that way? No, because when our house is on fire, we want the fire brigade to come and help us out. Isn't that right? Are you with me? Do you see the point? We think we know what we want and we think we have it all figured out and we know, but if we just obey God, he works out the details of our Babylon, of our Jerichos, of our, even of our Babylons, and he works out the details of our Jerichos. And what happens... When we trust God in that way. When it goes beyond our understanding. You know the book of Proverbs says trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. What happens when you do that? Things that have stood for long times in our lives. Things we thought we would never see the end of begin to come tumbling down habits that have stood long in our lives in a moment suddenly change and like the walls of Jericho they come tumbling down. Situations, dark spiritual circumstances that we thought we would have to live with all of our days come tumbling down like the walls of Jericho when we walk by faith. That's what happens. They come tumbling down. Not because of our great strategy. Not because we know the way. But because of God's work at work in our lives. Would anyone say amen? Because I love what it says here in the book of Hebrews. Speaking about about this situation. Speaking of the situation we've just read, read about. It's brilliant. It really sums it up really simply. It says this. Hebrews 11. It was by faith. That the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. They marched around it for seven days and the walls came crashing down. What am I on about this morning? I'll tell you what I'm on about. You know the Jericho in your life. I know the Jericho in my life. The Jericho in my life is standing between me and seeing the fulfillment of all God's promises. I think I know how to solve that problem. I've tried to solve that problem. It didn't work out. The walls didn't fall down. But I know what God is calling me to do. He's calling me to be faithful. And this morning, I'm going to pray and say, Lord, you recognize the Jericho that's in my life. Would you cause those walls to come tumbling down? You know, because you do not have to live with that Jericho all of your days. Would anyone say amen? You don't have to live with that circumstance. You don't have to live with that habit. You don't have to live with that situation all of your days. But you are being called this morning to walk by faith. Would anyone say amen? Could we get the band up on the stage? Could I ask you, would you stand with us? As we close this morning, you can tell me. going to stand. I wanted to keep it short and simple and straightforward and stay on one line this morning only. As the band are brewing up and they're beginning to play, can we close our eyes just for a moment? How many people here recognize and say, recognize that there's a Jericho in their life that needs to fall down? How many of you recognize that? I see your hands all over this room. We're going to take a moment We're going to come to the front and we're going to pray. Why are we going to come to the front and pray? Very simple reason. It's important that we respond to God. If you feel God has spoken to you this morning, in the coming forward, all you're doing is is you're acknowledging. You're saying, Lord, I acknowledge that you've spoken to me this morning and I hear the call to walk by faith. As the guys are beginning to play us up, I'm going to invite you to come forward and we're going to pray here at the front, just for a few moments before our meeting closes this morning. Ron. Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah He's, He's roaring with power and, and fighting our, our battles And every He's knee bow will be bow before be Him Our God is the Lamb the Lamb, Lamb, the Lamb that was slain For the sins of the, the world. world, His blood breaks the chains every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Every knee will bow before him. Hallelujah. You know, when we look at our lives and we see what it is that we face, we can feel very much that we're up against the wall. I know that for me personally in my life, I see a situation and I just feel continually up against the wall with it. It constantly visits me. I don't want to live like this all of my days. I'm 52 years of age. I don't want to be like this for any, more, any longer. I want to see that wall come tumbling down. But what I want to do in the meantime is say Lord, I want to walk by faith. I want to trust in you for your promises to come to pass. Will we raise our, as it were, will we raise our hands and our Jericho's before the Lord this morning as we pray. oh Lord Jesus Christ I say it all the time and I'm not afraid to say it again you know every detail of our lives and Lord today if we could only have eyes to see and ears to hear what you said to Joshua and so say to us today that this city its king and all of its fighting men are handed over to us By the promise of God himself. Lord and these things are past tense Lord. For some who are standing here this morning. They've been walking with a habit or a failure or a weakness. For many years. And it's become like a wall in their lives. It's like a Jericho wall right in their face. And they can't seem to get past it. Lord Jesus I pray today. Lord that we would continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Would anyone say amen. Lord, that we would continue trusting in your foolish plan as being the one that will set us free, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray for the wisdom and the discipline, Lord. Not to take... Excuse me, guys. Dry throat. Not to take the strategies into our own hands, Lord. I pray today, Lord, for a spirit of self-control, Lord. Because I know there are some here this morning who are very eager to take matters into their own hands and resolve their issues themselves. Lord, I pray for wisdom... Because there is a time to march. Just like those soldiers knew there was a time to march. But there's also a time to charge in and execute God's plan. And Lord, I pray today that we would have the wisdom to know when to walk and when to charge. Would anyone say amen? I pray, Lord God, that that wisdom would fall upon the heads and hearts of your people this morning. Fall on the heads and hearts of your people this morning. I want to share just one small prophetic word with you that that, uh, the Lord spoke to me when I was studying this on Friday and uh, I was reading a passage in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1 and was reading the end of Luke's gospel and you know in both of those in the last chapter of Luke and the first chapter of Acts Jesus says something to his disciples that I believe is a rhema word for somewhere here this morning and he says to them stay here until the Holy Spirit falls upon you And I believe this morning there are people who are considering changing their situation. I specifically think that it's people who are thinking changing their location. And I believe the Lord would say to you this morning, and I offer to you, and say, this could be the voice of God for you this morning. You need to know and hear God's voice yourself. But I believe the Lord is saying to you this morning, stay here until the Holy Spirit falls upon you that the Lord is speaking to you this morning and telling you this is the place that you should stay. This is the location. This is the situation that you should stay in. Trust me in this location and in this situation and I will work it out. I just believe that's a prophetic word for somebody or some people here in the room this morning. I'm not going to look for a show of hands in that one because it could be a very private a very personal thing. But I just submit that to you this morning. Can we all raise our hands to heaven this morning as we close? Quarter past 11. Let's pray. Lord, as we walk out today of this building, we begin another week of walking by faith. We begin another week of following Jesus. And I pray this week, Lord, that as we walk after you and walk after your ways, Lord, that we will see your promises fulfilled, Lord, we will see doors open that no one can shut, Lord Jesus. We will see provision coming that nobody expected, Lord. And I pray, Lord, walls, and that is oppositional and relational walls that have been put up against us, would fall down this week in Jesus' name, Lord. Whether they are child to parent, neighbor to neighbor, employer to employee, whatever the situation, Lord Jesus, I pray that walls would fall all over our lives this week, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, for for some, this week, that it will be a historic week, Lord. A truly life-changing week, Lord. Things, edifices, that they thought would stand forever, Lord, would begin to crumble and fall down, and they would see your power at work in their lives. In all of our lives, I pray, this week, in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters, and go with you as you follow him this week. May you know his power and his presence and his provision all over your life. The lads are going to play us out. Don't forget, we're back here again at 12 o'clock. We're starting in at 12, and we're here on Tuesday night, Night Church, at half past seven Tuesday night. Ron and the guys are going to play us out. Thank you, lads.